Welcome to the Discover You Podcast with your host, James Hooper, spiritual and personal discovery author, speaker, teacher, and coach. James helps you find who you were created to be and guides you to the most fulfilling life you can experience. On this podcast, we'll guide you through discovering what energizes and motivates you, why you think the way you think, act the way you act, and react the way you react. We'll learn together how to grow through spiritual truths to become the best version of yourself possible. If you haven't yet, please subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Also, you can go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us so they can begin their own growth journey. contend those things are the things that God dreamed for you when he imagined you see he says before you were formed I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb I knew you well in our little human mind we didn't exist until we were conceived in our mother's womb but see we existed in the spirit with God and he says I knew you then and he says Jeremiah 29, I know what I think about you. I know the plans that I have for you. And then he adds, and it's good. It's good. Now, see, it's funny back, I'm on, some of y'all may, I may date myself here, but I'm, I'm trusting some of y'all know what I'm talking about. But back in hee-haw days, when that thing gloom, despair, and agony on me, deep, dark, depression, excessive misery, if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. And so many people have adopted that, that their whole lot in life, that their lot in life is just everything's going to go wrong for them. God says, I know the plans that I have for you, and they're good. What I thought about you, and it's good. See, if you don't believe in the unseen, let me prove it to you. There are things that you can't see that exist. Today's world rational mind says, no, no, if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. And I'm thinking, okay, Oxygen. Does anybody see the oxygen in this room? It's called O2. It's called O2. So, no? Well, if it didn't exist, neither would you. That's right. Amen. So, there are things that we can't see, things that are made. So, you take a hydrogen molecule, which you can't see a hydrogen molecule, and you take an oxygen molecule. And you can't see an oxygen. But you put the two together and all of a sudden you get wet. Because that makes water. So you can take something that's unseen, something else that's unseen, put them together and it becomes seen. God took things that are not seen and created the universe. So I'm telling you, you, your new nature, it's phenomenal. You have limited yourself. You thought you were just saved. You thought you were just getting fire insurance when you got saved. Oh, no. No, 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 no. So, verse 11, uh, chapter 1 says, faith is, the, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. And it gives us assurance about things we cannot see. See, pastor's casting a vision for a food warehouse. Now, he's got a picture of one, and we're going to address that in a minute, okay? He's got a picture of one. He showed it to me last night. He's got a piece, y'all got a piece of land that it's going to go on, but it's not there. 
is not there. So you're believing God and you're speaking it into existence because of the fact that your purpose, one of the purposes of this church, see every church has a purpose too, not just you. You have a purpose and a church has a purpose in a city. A city has a purpose. We live in a city called named San Marcos. And I did the historical study on that. I love San Marcos. It's right at the edge of the hill country we, where we live. We're out in the country, and every morning we wake up, and there are deer grazing in the backyard, and it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Of course, there's hogs rooting around at night, wild hogs rooting around at night, so everything gets tore up. But when you see the deer, it's beautiful. So... We, every city has a purpose. So the San Marcos, I'm just kind of backing up here a second. San Marcos, there was a Spanish explorer that was coming up through the area, and they were going to establish missions and presidios. And so they stopped at these natural springs at the, heads of the head of the San Marcos River. There's these natural springs that flow out of the Edwards Aquifer, and it's 70, that water is 72 degrees year-round. And they, they camped there, they stopped there, and it was on the day of the Feast of St. Mark, the Evangelist. So they named that area St. Mark, or San Marcos. I contend that that is the purpose of that city, is to evangelize. Because it was named after St. Mark, the Evangelist. So every city has a purpose. Every person has a purpose. Every church has a purpose. God has a redemptive purpose for everybody. So you have a purpose to feed those that are in need. The underserved in this community and around, that's what your calling is. That's a vision that God put in the heart of your pastors and you guys have bought into it because I've seen the videos. Y'all have drank the Kool-Aid. I mean, y'all have bought into it. So you need to move to the next level. You got to have a warehouse. So you got to dream about things. You got to think about things. In your life, think about what you need to do, what you need that to be able to accomplish more of what God's called you to do. And if it's not even preaching, Okay, a lot of preachers just talk about ministry. I'm here to tell you, I came out of the corporate world and I was anointed in the corporate world. I had people ask me, how did you get to be so good at this? And I said, I have an anointing. I'm not arrogant. I'm not trying to tell you, oh, I'm just so great. I'm just saying I did excel at it. And I said, listen, I have an anointing for it. You can have an anointing for your job. In fact, there's so many rabbit trails I could get on here. In fact, if you are the highest ranking born again believer in that business, you are the spiritual authority in that business. Even if your bosses, there's people above you, if they're not born again, you are the highest ranking spiritual authority in that business. You have responsibilities with that. Okay? So you can, you can pray things, pray for the company, pray for the people, and things will happen. Okay. So I talked about faith. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will happen, and it gives us assurance about things we can't see. So we've already established God created things out of what we can't see. So... And then 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we've got to have faith. We've got to operate in faith or it's impossible to please God. So I'm, I'm proposing that we get a new, new operating system. Any of you people that know anything about computers, you know, um, like if you go from Windows, like you had Windows Vista, and then you went to Windows 
eight, whatever. I mean, we're 10 now. So if you change the operating system, there is a whole lot more functionality in the new operating system. Now, the old hardware may not be able to handle that new operating system, so we have to have an upgrade in our hardware as well. That's a whole different sir. But I'm saying, let's get a new operating system. That operating system is called the mind of Christ. The operating system is called the mind of Christ. See, the mind of Christ operates a lot like Google Earth. It just it can be way out here and see the whole big picture and kind of see the picture, big picture. It gives us a higher viewpoint and perspective. And it gives us a new vantage point, new ways to look at things when we have the mind of Christ. Because before, in the old nature, we looked at things one way. It's called singular perspective. In other words, if all you have is a hammer, everything's going to look like a nail. Yeah, exactly. But if you've got the mind of Christ, then your thinking is expanded, and you have, you have the mind of Christ, you have the spirit of knowledge living inside of you, you have the one that created the whole universe living inside of you, you can see differently, and you can think differently. You can approach things differently. You don't have to look at them the same way. Oh, we'll try that. That never works. That, no, that never worked. You look at it differently say, that didn't work for somebody else. God's going to show us how to do it. See, I'm here to tell you, we have, we've looked on the negative so long that we're just used to thinking that way, and we think it's normal. Amen. I mean, I've been around people that if they weren't having drama in their life, they thought something was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Think about the logic of that. If there's not drama, something's wrong. Wait a minute. Drama means there's something wrong. I'm all for peace. I'm all for having no conflict. I mean, you're going to have some conflict where there's two people. The uh, minister, E.V. Hill, pastored in Los Angeles. And he says, where two or three are there together, there the mess is. <laughs> so you're always going to have some conflict because you've got two different people with two different viewpoints. However, we have to adopt, we have to understand we have the mind of Christ in every situation, in every circumstance to where when we didn't know how we were going to handle it, we rely on Him now. We go to Him instead of trying to figure it out ourselves. We go, God, give me the mind of Christ on this. Let me see this from a whole view, different viewpoint. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, For who hath known the mind of the Lord? that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Paul was saying we have the mind of Christ. Okay? So understand this. You have, if you're born again, if you're born again, and we're going to give you a chance to fix that if you're not, if you're born again, you have the mind yes. of Christ. Yes. You have it. You may not have been using it, but you have the mind of Christ. Then Paul in Philippians chapter 2, this is what's going to blow your old mind here. Chapter 2 verses 5 through 11 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, so we're talking about the mind of Christ, and Paul says, Let this mind, this way of thinking, be in you, which was also in Jesus. Okay, let's stop for a minute. How many understand Jesus was our example of a human being filled with the Holy Spirit? He was our example. He did not do anything that he, he could only do as God. Yeah. 
He didn't do anything that only his God part did. He did it as a human being filled with the Holy Spirit. Casting out demons, healing, walking on water. I mean, everything he did. He said, these things that I do shall you do and greater things because I go to my Father. Okay? So let's get that established. Jesus did not do one thing and say one thing as God that we can't do or say. Okay, so let's go to the next line. Verse 6 said, Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Oh, Jesus, he's going to say we're equal with God. <laughs> well, see, the problem is the translators of the text did us kind of a, a disservice because they used the term equal. Well, that's one of the definitions of this word, but the word is esos, E-E-S-O-S. It says, through the idea of seeming similar or likeness. Don't you remember Genesis 1.26? Let's make man, Holy Father, Son, Holy Spirit, let's make man in our image, who thought or not, who being in the form of God, like in his likeness, in his image, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, to be in his likeness. Yes, that's good. But he made himself no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So Jesus, who was in the form of God, and thought it not robbery to be in the likeness or equal or the likeness of God. I am not saying we're God. Do not go and say that preacher said we were all God. We are like God. We have the ability, not that we do it, we have the ability to think like God. That's right. Because God created us that way. When, and then when, we, when Adam fell, that went away, and only death and destruction was our way of thinking. But then we're redeemed from the curse of the law. So, I want you to understand, you have a new nature, and your new nature, you are in the image of God, you look like God, because you are the only... God that some people will ever see because they'll never ever darken the door of a church. But if you are an example of Jesus Christ, if you live as Jesus Christ, that's the only the only Jesus with skin on that they're going to see is you. You're not Jesus, okay? I'm saying this is we are like him, we're in his image. And we are to start thinking like God. This is your new nature. So approach your life now. Approach everything in your life now thinking, okay, I used to approach it this way. Let me get the mind of Christ on this. And stop and pray in the Holy Spirit. And stop and and let Him guide you. And it will get to the point after you do it intentionally time after time that it will happen automatically after a while. This is where God wants us to be. Or He would have saved you and killed you. He wants us to be 
here on this earth, thinking like Him, advancing the kingdom, yes. thinking big like He thinks. Yes. Listen, God doesn't think small. He made small. You can see microscopic organisms, but they're all a part of a larger e ecosystem. They're never on their own. He made some small things, but they're always part of another larger ecosystem. So nothing is ever really small. He said, look at the members of your body. There's no insignificant member of your body. You, you stump that little toe, and your whole body's going to know it. You walk around day after day after day, and don't think about, man, that little, that little toe's still there. It's still there. Oh, it's still there. You don't think about it. But you stub that thing in the middle of the night. And you'll call on God, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully you call on Him. Not so. So that's your new nature. So this is what I've got. Uh, one more statement. One more statement that I want to uh, finish. I've got a quote here from T.D. Jakes. I love it. He says, "You have more in you than what you realize." God placed so much treasure in you that you are unaware of. He placed all of His treasure in earthly vessels. That's how much He cares for us. The power from within us, from God, is not from us, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. You have power and influence inside of you, but you must allow God to work through you. God will not stop it until you give in to His will. Once you do, there will be a radical change in your life, one so transformative that only He can do. So, it's time to submit to His will and allow God to use the treasure He placed inside of you. God is obligated to fulfill His promises, but He's not obligated to fulfill your potential. That's your responsibility. Every promise that He gives, He has to make, make them come to pass. But the potential He put inside of you, it's up to you to see the fullness of that potential. Thank you for listening to the Discover You podcast with your host, James Hooper. This podcast exists to help you grow both spiritually and personally. If you enjoyed it and think others could benefit from the content provided, please go to your favorite podcast platform and leave a review and rating. This will help others find us more easily. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you for joining us for the Discover You podcast.